Hello, the initiated. My name is Marcus Yonikala, and this is the Be a Better Artist podcast. Today, we're going to talk about losing. Now, almost no one likes to lose, at least in the short term, at least in the moment. It doesn't feel nice. It's a rare person that can learn how to enjoy that and how to view it as a positive thing. And even if they manage to learn that skill still in the short term, in the moment, uh, it can sting or at least it can uh, not feel very pleasant. There's tremendous variance in how losing is thought of and accepted. And this episode is definitely for those of you who find losing a very tough thing to chew on and to accept. Now, as a creative person, whether you're a musician, a painter, a poet, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. If you're pursuing a creative endeavor, you're going to be losing a lot. And by losing in its simplest form, I mean to fail to attain or gain something that you were after. It could be a job, could be a project, could be a deal, could even be writing a song, putting it out there, and no one cares. You fail to create a desired outcome. Losing or failing is a real part of life, and it's a pretty important part to come to terms with, because you're going to do a lot more of losing than you are going to do winning. And that's simply because of the nature of learning, of growth. It's all about failing, because when you fail, it means you can identify what doesn't work. And the next time you won't do that thing. And you do failing, you do growing until you've been able to identify most of the things that don't work so that you can focus on the systems and the procedures that do work. So fundamentally, if you can't get comfortable with losing, with failure, and if you can't accept it as a part of life, as a part of growth, then by default, your growth will be forever stunted. There's really no way for you to effectively and efficiently move forward. And it's no surprise that for a lot of us, losing becomes a very negatively charged word and that we begin to shy away from using it as well as acknowledging it. But as I've spoken about before, it's really important for us to be able to separate the emotional connotations we have to words from their actual meaning, their actual substance. The language we use dictates a lot of what we deem to be possible and doable and acceptable in the world. And the more you have connotations to words, may those be negative or positive, the more you are setting limits to your reality. And in certain conversations with some people, you simply can't go to certain topics because the connotations they have to words like capitalism or losing or winning or whatever those words may be, there's such a strong emotional attachment and connotation to those words that it's very difficult to actually talk about what those words stand for. So I invite you to ask yourself what sort of negative connotations, what sort of negative emotional ideas and responses rise up when I hear 
the word losing. And that will give you a tremendous amount of insight into your own biases in how your own history and experiences have colored that word. Very understandably and naturally, winning or losing has become a part of how you define self-worth. And because of that, you're being very vigilant about how you define winning and losing. A part of your ego is unable to unwrap itself around that point of contention. Intuitively, we human beings tend to resist negative emotion. We somehow think that if we resist it, we can keep it at bay. We can keep it under control. And if we repress it, it won't have the ability to surface. Now, I believe that to be a dysfunctional process. In the short term, you might be able to suppress something that you don't want to allow to rise up and bubble to the surface, but I don't believe it's possible to repress emotions. Eventually, they will get their way and they're going to rise up. And fundamentally, I believe it to be the best strategy to let them out immediately, confront them immediately, deal with them immediately, and accept and acknowledge them immediately. The biggest issue happens when we don't acknowledge emotions. Because when emotions are happening, they're always real. They're always there. They're always present. And when you resist emotions, you're creating dissonance between the visceral and the cerebral. So emotions are happening whether you like it or not. And then we try and rationalize them. We try and explain them to ourselves in this or that way. And the sad truth is that I said emotions are always real, but emotions aren't always true, meaning that they're not necessarily the best interpretations of reality when they're happening. They're not the whole truth of it. You can have an emotional response to a situation, but it doesn't define the fundamental nature of that situation. And that's why it's really sad when we find ourselves in a position where we think that emotion is absolute. It's completely correct. It's the definitive interpretation of reality and truth. When in truth, we can have a number of emotional responses to different situations, which may partially be correct interpretations, but they aren't holistically correct interpretations of the situation. And that's important to understand because when you lose, when you fail, there's going to be a whole slew of negative emotional responses. And our brains, our bodies are supposed to be detecting unsuccessful attempts at doing something. That's the system that used to and still partially does allow us to survive in the world. It's really important for us to recognize when something isn't going right because that can potentially have dire consequences. And back in the day, that would often be the difference between death and survival. So when you lose, you're looking at the remnant system. I don't want to say remnant because it's entirely possible for us to still be in life or death situations. It's really important for you to know that that's the case. And that's why losing, that's why failing does have such a deep visceral response. 
because your body, the entirety of you, needs to alert you to this situation where, hey, this thing didn't go your way. It's important to understand some of the basic principles of the biology underneath that, hey, there's nothing wrong with you recognizing that things aren't going in a way that would play into your pocket. And really the core message of this episode is that there's a difference between hating losing and being a sore loser. It's completely okay and understandable and acceptable to dislike losing, but no one likes a sore loser. You might think that if you dislike losing and you display that, you tell that to other people as you do lose, you might think that, okay, I'm being categorized as a bad person or as someone people don't want to deal with or as someone with a bad personality. And sure, some people might see you as being too aggressive or assertive or competitive, but that still won't define how much they respect you and what they deem your character to be worth. They do that by looking at how you manage and conduct yourself in the face of failure. And believe me, if you are someone who hates losing, who is very competitive, but regardless of that, conducts themselves in a constructive and positive manner in those situations where they do in fact lose, that's going to be seen as tremendously admirable in the eyes of other people because it means you took control over your primal responses. You have control over yourself in those moments where strong emotional responses bubble up. And also being able to say honestly and openly, yes, I'm pissed off that I lost. It doesn't feel nice, doesn't feel good. The person who can be honest about those emotions and display them to other people and talk about them is someone who is trustworthy in the eyes of other people. Because naturally, the response for a lot of people in the face of losing, in the face of failure, is denial, excuses. They're going to try and explain it in ways that make it not their fault. And sure, some of those stories might have a lot of truth in them. Some of them might be more passable than others. But it's really not about how much of it is true and how much of it is not. That person who plays that game is never going to be held in such a high regard than a person who admits the defeat and says, yes, I'm pissed off. Yes, I'm disappointed. Yes, it doesn't feel nice. But hey, this is the game and I'm not going to make any excuses about what transpired. And I'm going to focus on the fact that a loss is a loss. And yes, a bunch of things might have happened, but hey, this is the end result. And I'm going to accept that. I'm going to confront that. I'm going to take ownership and responsibility of my own failures and mistakes. And hey, there's going to be a next game and a next game. And maybe there's even a bigger game that we're all playing within. And one of those games is precisely what I described earlier, which is the game of character, which is the game, which is the set of rules that someone chooses to follow and conduct themselves within when it comes to their character. So even if you lose a game, lose a deal, whatever it is, what kind of a person you choose to be 
in those situations. It speaks of a bigger game, speaks of how you choose to play with yourself. No excuses, no false narratives, no denial of your emotions, your negative feelings, being honest, real and truthful about those things with yourself as well with other people. So that's it. Don't shy away from the emotions you have, the feelings you have when you're losing. We all have them surely to varying degrees, whatever the story is. Be honest and open and truthful about it and accept the reality that transpired and display some ability to rise above it, to understand that life is about a large set of games and that, yes, if things had gone differently in this or that way, sure, I could have won, but hey, that's not what happened here. And I did lose and these things did happen. And there's always entropy in the system, but that too is a part of reality. That too is a part of this specific game. And that's completely okay. And you know that there's going to be the next game and the next thing. And there are plenty of areas in life where you're going to shine and others aren't. And you're not using that as a way to drive or display self-worth to other people. It's really if you're able to leave the situation, leave the loss in a way that's honorable, admirable, truthful, and brave, then there's no chance of other people seeing you as a sore loser. And you want to really at all cost avoid becoming a sore loser. Because then you become someone other people don't want to play with. And if you can't play with other people, then that's going to make for a miserable life. So be someone people like to play with. No matter where, whether you're winning or losing. If you can figure that out, that's a huge superpower or super skill that's going to be at your disposal. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Finished.